You are listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to the forecast, season two, episode one. have now found out their fate through the Champions League group stage draw. They know the three teams that they have been drawn against in the group and they are in Group E, I believe it is, and the teams they'll be coming up against are, in order from top to bottom, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla and NK Maribor. And all things considered, I mean, that is an absolutely fantastic group, especially when you look at some of the other possible permutations Liverpool have got. I mean, just for one single example, Spurs have got a group with Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund in, and that is not just the only group of death there is there are a lot of other groups out there that looked absolutely horrendous I mean there was one with I think Bayern Munich and PSG in the same one as well and when you saw those groups being drawn you thought wait Liverpool are going to get these you just know Liverpool are going to get these because the cynic in you was biting away and thinking of course we're going to get a group of death but no Liverpool have actually got a very decent group Good evening, fellow Champions League Reds all around the world. Um, I, I'm Eric. Welcome to this absolute brilliant forecast show. Um, i got incredibly good people with me. Um, it's a small group, but, uh, well, it, it's all about groups of four today. So, uh, hiya, Vez, Mental, Jason. Uh, good to have you on the show, mate. Hi. Hi, Eric. So, um... Well, um, let's get right stuck into this show. We're going to talk about um, a couple of things, um, which is, um, well, obviously, we're going to talk about the Champions League. Um, then we'll look a bit back at the four games that we already played. Um, diving into those games, we're going to look at the rotation that we used or, uh, well, maybe didn't use and we wanted to, it, it to be seen. Um, who knows? Um, and a couple of transfer, um, well, slight rumours, let's call them at best. Um, who knows? Uh, we'll have to see, but uh, let's get stuck in. Uh, Mental, what do you think? Four, four or three very good opponents, right? Like, this is what you um, I think it's a great group. You know, we really should be uh, looking forward to getting out of that group, which means Champions League football in 2018. Um, the uh, it's really soon actually it starts off really soon and the last game of the set in December is Spartak at Anfield so if we need points for the last game that's fantastic as well yeah, um, yeah. we will dive into the order of the games and who we play in, in before and after we'll, we'll dive into that so yeah just, just the first so week, so when you hear the names like Seville and Spartak and uh, and Kamaribor. Uh, yeah, well, we we owe Seville one, don't we? We owe Seville one, and we uh, um, uh, the others should be well within our capabilities. So it's up to the boys to go out and prove it. Yeah, should definitely do that. Um, Jason, were you really excited, or did you maybe wanted like uh, I'll have a, a, a Real Madrid over uh, a Seville or like uh, it's always nice to, to play a Bayern Munich or Juventus you know a, a big name at least yeah I mean I well, when I I was really expecting us to get a tough group because we've not had a massive amount of European football recently so I, I thought we might be um, you know penalised for that but I kind of saw it and I thought well Seville are okay but 
this looks like a group we should my, my first thought actually when I saw it is Christ we should be able to rest players um, in some of these games and still get through the group quite comfortably I fancy us to win all of our home games at least beat Maribor away so that's that's you um, on 12 points and, and comfortably f- through so um, uh, as you said that the, uh, it's just like I suppose the Seville, uh, the Seville game would be nice to watch, but in a way, it would. You want you when you when you enter the Champions League, you want to see this team against the best, and or even even one of the sides in Europe that have been great in the past. You know, they're still a big name, but maybe not quite doing so well now. So maybe there was a slight disappointment that um, we don't have one of the glamour names there. Um, Vez, anything you would have liked to see different? Well, sure. And this is just a gut feeling I'd love. I would have loved to play, for us to play against Barcelona and Leipzig. Oh, Leipzig as well. I'd say they're tough. When you think we we could have been drawn against the likes of uh, Bayern Munich or Paris Saint-Germain, Atletico Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Juventus. I think, not to mention Real or, or Dortmund. I think this is a, a very good draw, a, a very doable, and uh, I fully agree with Jason that this is uh, this will give us all an opportunity to rest players for, especially for away games, and uh, we we should comfortably go through. Yeah, comfortably. Um, although there's a case to be made that, I mean, everybody will win. And it's quite safe to assume that uh, Maribor will lose every game. You, you can put a bet on them not scoring more than two goals because they are not really that good at playing footy. Um, so you'd say, basically, they don't matter. So it's it's between the three of us. And, and say Sparta gets like a lucky draw at Sevilla way and suddenly you're in all, all, all in a world of trouble <laughs> any feasible in that or am I just being uh, pretty much a Debbie Downer here I'm not sure I follow you there what, what do you mean by a lucky draw and how, how do you think we're in trouble if, well if they you know do... it, let's say we all win uh, everybody takes the six points against Maribor so everybody is on six and it's just the results um, that we get against uh, Spartak and, and Seville um, let's say generally speaking in Europe uh, you win your whole game so everybody wins their home game um, we win uh, Seville at home uh, Seville wins us against us at home um, Spartak well, wins against us and, 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 and maybe Seville at home. And then suddenly um, Moscow draws at Seville and we don't. Well, in that case, I believe Seville will go out and we will go yep. through. We will be third and we will play Europa League. Right? No, no, no. No, no, no. I think we, we would be second, right? Seville would be third because they wouldn't win all their home games. All right. Yeah. So we should, we'd be safe then. Okay, well, all good then. So yeah, you were a bit, you were being a Debbie Downer. I was, I was, yeah. 
Now, I, I don't want to talk us down. I mean, basically, from um, pot one, uh, you might say, well, maybe Benfica is, is the other one that is, um, you know, not the, the most difficult one, but this basically is the easiest one from that group. And from from the second one, we well, we couldn't have had many because loads of um, English teams were in there. But you know you could have gotten like Atletico, Barcelona. Well, I, I, I agreeing with Vez there. I would have loved to go over at now camp and have them um, and blow them away five, six, seven nil, and just walk up to Luis and say, um, "We'll take you back in in, in the winter. Don't." One of the teams I would have hated to have would be Atletico um, because they're exactly the sort of team we don't like to play against. Yeah, and they're a horrible bunch of bastards, though. No, it's just two two games of, of 95 minutes of just horrible, horrible bastards getting stuck in, cry, whine, dive, slow to play and uh, go away with three points. You know it's going to happen and it's just absolutely terrible that. I really hate them. You know, I, I really, really hate them. Sorry. Um, okay, um, moving on. Let's look at the games. Um, the first game is uh, Wednesday the 13th of September. That is just after the Manchester City game. We play away at City, then at home against Seville and at home against Burnley should be okay you know two big games right after the um the international break should be doable right any problems there Fess? yeah i'm burnley you we all know what <laughs> we all know what happens when we play burnley so no i'm not i'm not really bothered that much about about either manchester city or or sevilla i think um, Klopp would do well to to put in his strongest lineup against City and maybe rotate just a few against Sevilla. Uh, and I believe we'll get good results from those games. Okay. Um, then we will uh, play Leicester City twice away, so we we can all like live there for a week. And then from Leicester away, we get Spartak away. Um, and then move on to Newcastle away. Isn't there something within all of any of you where you say, let's just send the under-23s to Moscow, see how they do, you know, get a bit of rest in the legs for the rest? Where I think you... there's a, I think there's a case where we 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 play a more conservative lineup in that you know with maybe some of the more risk averse players in those type of games um and and kind of blunt them a bit because look, going away going away to Russia and trying to play heavy metal football could be a bit naive i think yeah it's near the end of september then so it's it's getting quite cold there um their league is at the end uh, I, I believe, or at least getting near the winter break. I, I never know. Uh, uh, Vest, do you know that? Do they end before the winter, or do they have like this incredibly big mid-winter break? I'm not really sure, but I think they end the season before the winter. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
thought so too. Okay, so um, going away uh, Spartak, then going away Newcastle. Then we got the home game against United. Well, that's actually two weeks in between in October. Um, is that a international break? Anybody you know that? Oh, well, anyway, we play um, Manchester United at home. And then we go away to Maribor. And then instantly going away to Spurs. Playing at Wembley. How nice is that? There's like only Maribor at home would be the nicer the nicer option in between those games. Isn't it? Yeah, I think that's a uh, um I, I think uh, that's got to be one of uh, uh, an opportunity there as well to um rotate the team again um for for that game away from home. Uh you know we're we're not the uh, we we Brendan's team from uh, a few years ago. You know, oh, don't, don't uh, remind me, please. Struggling at struggling in these type of games. I think I think we'll um, whoever we send over there will 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 be quite comfortable. Yeah, and you play Origi or you play Solanke or you play I don't know maybe Danny Ings comes back and he's instantly the best striker on the pitch. No, because these lads, I've I've watched them in the, um, uh, well, I saw the highlights. These lads are absolutely terrible. They they just play the team that was even even worse. Like they got in, is um, well, <laughs> they're incredibly lucky. They'll be happy. Um, first, you were saying you're going to try and um, and 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 get some tickets for that game. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? I have this colleague of mine who has some relatives in Slovenia so I'm gonna talk to him and try to get him to get his relatives to, to secure me a couple of tickets and hopefully go to the game man as for the, the, the schedule you you were you you were talking about earlier Eric and and listing the games we we're going to play and the dates and, and stuff like that uh, I think we need to show to, to really show that we are a serious team. I, I like the fact that that Klopp has already uh, rotated the team a bit, and uh, I think we're getting better with each game. Yeah, we will dive into the rotation that we used uh, uh, in a bit. Uh, I just wanted to say that that, that uh, other teams are, are that, that represent our competition uh, in the Premier League. Uh, also have tough schedules and also have uh, games in different competitions uh, and are they also play weekends and midweeks and and stuff like that so we need if if we're going to compete then we really need to compete and have the team to do it that's it well, all right well not disagreeing with you there but Maribor away in between Manchester United and and a Spurs game um you'd say that one that's the one where uh, Woodburn, where you can use Kent, where you play start with Grujic, where I don't know um, Flanagan even even may get a game. Gomez starts. Uh, uh, Milner gets a get gets a rare start. No, oh, you, you play yeah, loads what? of games in in that period. So Maribor away it seems to be like the ultimate game, where you go and try 
to do with with, with a bit less? Or is that taking a, a bit of risk? No, no, absolutely. No, I think you're absolutely. I don't know if you go absolutely down the route of playing the, you know, the the kids, but certainly um, you, you use the squad more there because um, we, we we need to get back in. We need to get back into the top four, and um, last season we were very good against the the top seven sides in uh, in the Premier League and. Those games against Man United and, and Tottenham are very important, so we're going to want to go all out to win those games, I think. Yeah, we'll have to. You guys, you guys have just taken some of my enthusiasm of going to that game in Maribor. <laughs> well, you, you may see the actual first uh, Champions League or Europa League European hat-trick from Woodburn. Well, that would be nice. That would be nice. I mean, he's going to make loads of those. I mean, uh, he's better than Messi, so, you know, it might actually uh, uh, work out really, really well. And you might, um, wasn't it Barcelona that um, went with an entire team of youngsters and uh, blew one of the Germans ga- German teams away 7-1 or something? Wasn't yeah. A, a couple yeah. of years ago, so, um, well, maybe you may be like an actual witness to to that very occasion wouldn't be too bad well I will clock doesn't do what we think and goes full strength and uh, Fez gets to see the the first team in all their glory <laughs> yeah and, and, and they're all disappointed for not seeing the, the Wimbledon hat trick <laughs> oh man you're a real Liverpool supporter we can't win with you absolutely absolutely right um, okay, so uh, we you'll got... get a you'll get a hat trick of you'll get a hat trick of Woodburn assists because he's a cop's turning him into a central midfielder, I think. Uh, he's turning him into a number eight, like the the Coutinho replacement. Uh, yeah. In in a few years' time. The understudy. The understudy. Yeah. Yeah. For now, and then at some point, uh, Phil is going to be tired or sitting on the bench. And he knows he won't get a game because Woodburn plays and so on. And then he might actually get his desired move to, to play Europa League with, with Barcelona. How nice. <laughs> <laughs> they really could crash and burn, couldn't they, Barca? They, I mean, they're, they've got a tough group. Um, I think with Atletico and I forget who the others were, but it's not um, an easy group. They play Juventus, Olympiacos, and they play Sporting. Barcelona? Yeah, Barcelona. It's Chelsea, oh, Atletico, okay. Roma, and the poor Carlo. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, Bayern. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to cry for Chelsea or Spurs. No, the absolute horror one is Group H. That is Madrid, Dortmund, Tottenham, and Upwell. And the rest of all seems yeah. relatively doable. I mean, Shakhtar could surprise and Feyenoord may get an upset against, like, a, a Napoli. So, Group F... Is that Dirk Kout? Is that Dirk Kout? No, no, he, he retired. No, Dirk, Dirk Oh, he did, didn't he? He yeah, retired he after the title. Yeah. That's a shame. He might, he might be tempted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might. Um, then, G is Monaco, Porto, Besiktas and Leipzig. Which is a very strong group with no, 
not one way to say those are the favourites. Yeah. It's a balanced group, and the irony is that Leipzig actually seems like the strongest team in there, and they came from part four. So. Yeah, so some absolutely mad names. I mean, if if you take if you'd had Leipzig in Group C, you'd have Chelsea, Atletico, Roma, and Leipzig. You really wouldn't want to play in that one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe you would if we you used just... to. Um... Yeah, yeah, go. On. Well, we used to we used to think about these groups and think, well, you want to win your group so that you get an easy draw in the next round. But a lot of the runners up in these groups are going to be really tough opponents as well. So it's not clear that it's a, a great advantage to win your group. Yeah, basically you, you want to face Madrid in the final because that's one game you might have a day where you beat them. For the rest, I don't think any of these teams are as good uh, or as bad as any of the others. Now, from all the favourites, like Juventus and, and Barcelona and City and uh, Monaco, Dortmund, PSG, uh, you know, all, all these teams, you, you'd fancy anyone against anyone. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. That is that is the current state. If 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 I'm not mistaken, um, maybe Bayern can 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 return, um, but you know, uh, early signs are that they're not that very good, because we absolutely trashed them three nil, which was nice. Okay, so then uh, we get the Maribor away game in between uh, the, the two top six games, then we face Huddersfield at home. Maribor at home and we go away to West Ham which is okay yeah Not yeah right. I think that's a, that's a nice little run actually you can uh, yeah yeah you can um, put points on the board there yeah yeah absolutely but also the ability to rest some players during that period as well yeah uh, you reckon we'll see heavy rotation there yeah club is absolutely adamant that he'll play like a couple of big names in each game because he, he believes football is about entertainment as well so um, um, definitely I mean I, I mean the way I saw it when the I, I, I was really worried about this season because of the the, the, the strength in depth um, you know not having enough uh, senior players in the squad um, because I, was, I figured that in every three games he's basically got to turn out two sides to, in order to not thrash the guts out of the uh, players. Um, now, he's not quite done that so far, but uh, he's, he has at least done some rotations and changes. He, um, he may well have to rotate a little bit more than he's doing at the moment, but I guess you get you get uh, things like the League Cup come along, which is a real chance to give uh, some players a week between games instead of a few days. So yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the, the last Champions League game, which let's hope um, isn't needed anymore for points, is between Southampton at home and Chelsea at home. So that's 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 difficult games. Um, so let's hope we we settle it before then, or you, 
you can see a bit of trouble. Um, let's just hope we we beat Maribor at home comfortably. Let's say five on f five nil. Let's say, um, and that puts us through. Um, you'd say, okay, let's let's just hop to Seville. Um, let's play, but you know, uh, we don't need to go all out. Play on ninety five percent. Do them for for the final, and that's it then. Right. Or MSN really weird stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Klopp, um, Klopp is very cautious about Spanish teams. You remember when we played Villarreal in the Europa League, and you know he was quite cautious over there. He wasn't particularly going for the win. He just didn't want them to to play their game and then then to win. And and we almost got away with it. And then it was like that very late conceded goal. Um, and then they came back to Anfield with a with one with a one nil lead. Um, and I, th I think you know he was very respectful of them as a side, and I think he's like that with Spanish sides. And he's very respectful of them. He, I, th I, th I think he believes they play the most skillful football in Europe. Um, yeah, at least at a tactical uh, level, they're really good. So. Yeah, I think it goes further one further than that. Though. I think he, um, um, I think that in, incidentally that Villarreal going down by one one nil that Villarreal game. I think it actually helped us on the return leg because Villarreal had something to protect so they sat back very very deep eight people behind the ball and uh, just gave us all the pitch to play and uh, Emre Chan had all the time in the world to be the, the kind of the midfield maestro and of course we tore them apart and, um, and scored three goals against them if they hadn't got that one goal at the end of the Spanish game um, they may not have played that way they may have been a bit more forceful so it actually going 1-0 down in the first leg of that tie actually helped us I think in the return leg um, yeah so we most likely scenario is we go there just not to lose and we'll, find, we'll be fine ok so um, that leaves us with um, that boxed off all the, all the games played doesn't look anything too hard so Let's sort it in, in five games and uh, not be bothered about the last one. So, um, back to uh, uh, the four games that we played. Um, we obviously beat um, Hoffenheim the other day in a very nice manner. We beat them away, we beat them at home um, quite comfortably. Um, and in, in, in between we uh, drew at Watford and we, we won at uh, or at home against uh, Palace so um, Vez what do you think four games in uh, where do we stand well it's still way too early to say uh, where are we heading but I, I like what, I, what I've seen so far uh, like I said the with each game, we have improved a little bit. And this last outing against Hoffenheim at Anfield was spectacular football. So, let's see if that trend continues. In, in On Sunday, it's Arsenal. Well, th that, that's the game we should be looking at right now. I mean, yeah, today was... Uh, the, the groups for the Champions League, Champions League were drawn, but... Uh, now we need to focus on Arsenal 
and see what we can do there. Uh, so far, for me, all the signs are good. We've set a, a, a pace of constant improvement. It's a slow pace, but it's steady and it's going in the, in the right direction. So I believe so far all the, the signs point to, to us having a good season. But like I said, it's, it's way too early to, to make that kind of assumption. Right, um, mental, uh, four games played, nine goals scored. Um, we're absolutely, absolutely boss up front, aren't we? Uh, well, um, most of the time. Yes, we missed a lot of chances still. Um, so it'd be nice if we just missed a few less, like uh, like in the opening of that off offline game. Um, uh, so we are one point uh, better off than we were this time last season. Um, so that's a good thing, and uh, um, hopefully we'll do something against Arsenal. Uh, they were they were really done over by the ref against Stoke. Um, but I, I quite like the fact that everybody else has dropped points other than United. Um, so, uh, you know, that feels good that everyone's dropped points, you know, and, and teams dropping three points like, like Chelsea, Arsenal and Spurs um, is even better. So that's, 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 a, that's a nice thing to have. Uh, I think the first game, Watford, even though we were terrible uh, or quite terrible, um, uh, it was the first game we were half asleep and half our players were definitely half asleep and uh, uh, Watford just really came at us they were really up and ready for it and they knew their te their technique was to be physical and very very uh, high energy against us and, and we were just you know openings opening season blues we just weren't there we just weren't with it um, so I'm quite happy because that's the first game and I just didn't didn't really I, I knew that wouldn't continue even if Wijnaldum's taken a few games to really get into stride, and even Bobby is a bit off until until uh, the off nine game, for this last off nine game. So yeah, lots of things you know, sort of slowly coming together. Uh, the best thing would be to have some injuries come back. Um, of course, you know we still we still I'm still worried about not having Lalana's uh, pressure uh, just in front of the halfway line there because he really does make a big difference to the other team because they can't settle and you know our midfield isn't you know it just isn't the most kind of controlling is it where at the moment with a with our with the current choice of players but you have to credit Emre Chan uh, I think he's trying to do his best to to replicate that Lalana effect uh. yeah he's the one he's the one that is um yeah, Genie's not filling those shoes at all. Uh, no. Bobby's coming. Bobby's coming back deeper and doing great stuff in the middle. I mean, the guy is just Superman, isn't he? Bobby Firmino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's really, really good. Um, at times, though, uh, against Hoffenheim, um, I counted three times. Could have been four or five, but um, Henderson is our defensive midfielder and should be our deepest one but he's actually the most forward player on the pitch uh, pressing them yeah yeah that was surprising so maybe Klopp said uh, okay I don't have Lalana and he, the only one who can read that and actually have the legs to do that at times you know not as not, not as free as Lalana can do it but you know free in, 
to to do it at the right moment um, it go on Jordan uh, press them make make life difficult for them and well he, he did and then he did that absolutely brilliant and uh, and yeah. gave gave Bobby his uh, his goal against Hoffenheim so that was a really nice touch wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, it was I, I was absolutely deliberate for him to set up Bobby. I thought it was absolute, uh, was a great yeah. moment. I uh, absolutely yeah. gave him. Uh, I marked him up for that in the player ratings. Well, well, he doesn't. He doesn't trust his own shooting, and I don't trust his shooting either. Um, so I'm quite pleased he did that. <laughs> but it looked great that he did it as well. Yeah, I thought thought that was absolutely boss. So. Um, you know, and I kept the night like the uh, Wijnaldum goal away at Arsenal. A goal that doesn't matter at all. But, you know, it, it feels like the absolute, we're done here. This is sealed. This is in the bag. See you guys. Thanks for coming. Um, we can get this party really started. Because, well, it was the 4-1 and, and nobody was bothered at that time anymore. What they would do. Right? Um well, I was, yeah. I was all, I was all smiles at that time. Okay, I, I may have had a drink or two, but um, the game was pretty much done at that point. Yeah, absolutely loved that. Um, so okay, um, four goals, uh, four games, nine goals scored. Um, that is nice. But Jason, uh, we have to look at the other end of the pitch. Um, four games played seven conceded only one uh, clean sheet that isn't that great is it yeah well um, I did actually notice in the um, in the Palace game that we kept a clean sheet and um, my thoughts were watching the game that although we we weren't quite as good going forwards um Without Emery, Moreno, and Lovren, um, I would say we had taken the the most risky players out of the team. So, well, we know about Moreno. Lovren can be rash at times, and Emery, um, sometimes a little bit naive, I would say. Um, So it, it was interesting, I thought, that this team... Maybe, maybe not quite as good going forwards as um, uh, the team that's that's played in the other games. But it looks like a good option for Klopp if if he wants to be more conservative. Um, defending uh, the the problem is is when when we look at the the Watford game in particular. I mean that's where we conceded most of the goals. Um, set pieces I mean it's still it's still ridiculous I don't know I don't know what we can do about it it's almost like the players are instructed to stand still and not challenge for the ball when it comes into the box from set pieces it's the it's the only thing I can think of because that that's what the players do Um, so it's something that we're going to have to keep working on I'm, I'm not sure what the answer is to that whether it's new players or whether it's um, pro- probably more likely that it's something that I need to work on more in in training. 
isn't it just stop making all these daft fouls or do all these <laughs> daft things? Well, I, I mean, did think when we when we played Watford, I, I, I don't. How many corners did they actually? I'm not sure how many corners they actually had in that game. You know, um, it didn't seem like it was that many. I, no, it wasn't. I no. really thought. I mean, you know, talking about overall what we've done in these four games, um, you have to be pretty happy because we've um, we're one offside goal away from winning all of these games, you know. But no, true, true. The, the way the way we play is is risky. Um, we we conceded three goals against. Hoffenheim over the two legs as well and uh, I would say in both games they had a few more opportunities um, they probably should have gone one up I think actually yesterday um, I think it was Nabry missed a, missed a bit of a sitter at the beginning so we, we do play this risky game under, under Klopp but more often than not we end up scoring outscoring the opposition Um so I think he, he's what what it's shown to me so far over the four games is that he's not maybe quite got the balance yet. You know, we, we can see um, where his what seems to be his first team has played. We're we're better going forwards, but worse defending. Um, and in the Palace game, we're not quite as good going forwards, but we were generally pretty solid. I think there was only one real chance for Palace in that game so um, it's kind of going back similar to what Mental said and um, first really uh, that we we need to work on it a bit more and you can see improvement coming yeah true um, but um, Lovren gives away like this This he just made things it's too easy at times no, I don't think he is rash. I think he just lacks uh, a, a bit of composure or sense of realism at times, or <laughs> what you're going to call it. I don't know, but you know, maybe a lapse of concentration. Maybe he's just overconfident because we all know that West Ham game where he he's got this this mad mad five minutes that starts with him trying to to do this Zidane turn. On a defender or on a on a on an attacker, which goes horribly wrong, and he doesn't want to put it out, and he he tries to, to, to keep it in, and he loses it, and then we can see two or three from from these moments, which is at times he thinks he's too good or something, and I don't know what it is, but that's where um, their their first goal came from the other day. Um, I thought. The, the second goal is just don't don't make them cross their ball it's not really that hard to to not have that that ball going in Gomez overcommits where he shouldn't be nobody has given him like a proper backup um, like uh, you think it would be when all them who should be there so that when the lad goes goes around or goes wide uh, Gomez can can track his run and and let that cross not come in, and when he tries to 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 go inwards, it's when Alden's stopping him. But they don't. Gomez does some mad over over um, overreaching, um, 
and it's just a simple ball in the box and from there you know yeah. that guy's a good header um, not that bothered by Lovren losing that header uh, he gets pulled on his shirt he, he's facing two people so he needs to make a choice at that point um, but you know it's not really that hard all most of the goals that we concede you look at and, and think Jesus lad just do something better at that moment don't be that daft and that's the thing that annoys me and I think that's what annoys everybody which is don't do mad things just do the simple things like Mignolet started to save what needs to be saved and suddenly we think he's a, he's a very good goalkeeper no you, at the end at, at the back end of last season he saves a couple of very very good ones and wins his points by miraculous saves but basically all he did was just he started saving the ones that you expect him to save well I don't think I don't think Mignolet ever had a problem with saving saving stuff when it went on his line we, we all call him the, the good shot stopper uh, yeah, but, but, true, he has, but he has improved recently in, in handling those high balls those crosses coming in from the sides and that's that's something that, that gave all of us confidence that we finally have a good goalkeeper. But there was this one shaky moment against Hoffenheim the day before yesterday. Or yesterday. Yesterday. Which... Yesterday. was two, by the way. Two moments. Well, when he dropped the ball and then... Well, he, first he missed the punch, then, then he caught the ball and he dropped it, but then he recovered and it was like... Like we were seeing the the old Mignolet that that we hated so much, but after that he was back to to being quite decent. Yeah, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, we've got a. I mean, we've got our one to six, our number one to number six. There's deficiencies there from a defensive point of view. You know, and it's a question of how much of it you change and how quickly you change. Obviously, Klopp wanted to change another centre back. Um, you know, and Robertson's getting warmed up into the role. Uh, the youngins, uh, Trent and, and Gomez, are going to make mistakes. Gomez looks, you know, he can look very composed on the ball, but it uh, his fullback really doesn't suit him. There's far too many, far too many mistakes in his game, um, and it looks like Klopp's going to sort of persevere with it and hope hope he uh, comes through it. But uh, I'm a little bit dubious about it. I just don't think he's made to be a fullback, um, and I think he's going to continue to struggle. So it gets tough with these young, with these very very young uh, supposed centre backs because they they're not really going to get experience playing centre back. They're going to get their experience playing out wide, and if they, you know, if they're constantly compromised, it makes their development very very difficult. Look, so, when when Klein comes back, it'll be quite a different story, I think. Uh, I think Gomez will then go back to, to playing centre-back uh, perhaps in cup games or stuff like that I mean you can't go through all the season with just three centre-backs in, in, in Lovren, Matip and, and Klavan there's obviously no way back for Sako but, but Gomez will have to slot in there somewhere at, at some point and I believe that will be when Klein comes back right, right which um, uh, yeah, and have, have some hope. Gomez at fullback, to be honest, I thought um, I 
when he's come on as a, he's come on a cup in a couple of the games as a substitute hasn't he and um I, I didn't like him so much there then but when he started the game against um palace i i thought overall he was he was pretty solid there and it's as you mentioned it, it is a good way to give experience to a young player because it's difficult for center backs to get enough game time and i i certainly remember um Jamie Carragher uh, got a lot of game time as a right back before and a left back as well before he um, eventually moved to well. back. Yeah. He started as a midfielder. Well. Yeah, it's, oh. uh, it's, it, 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 there is that difficulty, isn't there? Our, our, our back six, from a defensive point of view, is it, kind of really showing up its deficiencies now that the front kind of four or five are doing so well. Um, it's kind of yeah the the need for upgrades at the back is drastic because it's really sort of really showing itself showing its uh, ugly side. Um, you know, I thought Matip maybe didn't start the season all that great, but last two couple of games he's been absolutely brilliant. I think I gave him uh, man of the match for the game against Palace and one of the highest ratings for the um, for the game yesterday. Um, thought he was absolutely brilliant in both of them. Yeah, it's not that you have to change all six of them, but you, you're going to have to change. There's going to have to be a change of a couple of pieces of them in order to make it work better. Um, and and okay. some of it isn't, isn't going to change because we're playing youngsters. You're going to we're going to get cricks. You're going to get mistakes. I think. Yeah, and, and I've said this before. If if you look at our midfield, um, you know our defensive midfielder is a lad who's a box to box. Or, or some yeah. form of attack and play. I mean, he, he started on the right wing for Sunderland. Um, that's where he started his career. Um, if you ask him himself, he'd say he's, he's an uh, attack and midfielder by trade. Um, and and we play with two absolute number tens usually in 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 that number eight role. And you only have Emre Chan, who's who absolutely thinks of himself as a defensive midfielder. Um, but doesn't have the uh, tactical um, um, rigidness, so to speak, um, to stick in there. So, you know, we're always open and we want our fullbacks yeah. to push on as high as we can. So basically, in the end, you defend with three. All, you always defend with three. And one of them is uh, an attacking midfielder who turned into a box-to-box, who turned into a defensive midfielder. If you look at Chelsea, they park five people uh, in that same area where we drop three. Yeah, yeah. We don't have them up front, and Chelsea's obviously struggling up front because they don't have Hazard, and and Morata needs to learn uh, how to do things in in, in more in the sense of, of how Costa did things. But these two won them games, loads of games last season, so it's seven who, who, who stopped play and two who, who finished the game off, um, we do it the exact, yeah. the, the exact opposite we got seven people trying to win the game and two or three who tried to actually prevent uh, prevent us from, from, from not losing Yeah, I mean I will say that you know changing some personnel we can remove the Lovren type errors Um you know, in some of those older Moreno type errors, and um, uh, what we won't do is be any more compact. 
in, in a lot of our games. But it has to be said that when we play the bigger sides, when we played the bigger sides last season, we were more compact. We played a little bit deeper, and we were we were more careful. Because if you ignore the first game of the season last year, um, all of those games against the big teams, they were one and two goal affairs. Um, they weren't goal fests. They were very very hard fought midfield battles, and we were much more cautious about it. And we broke we broke away at certain times and managed to get goals. Um, so that actually bodes quite well, despite our defensive frailties. That actually bodes quite well for bigger games, be them in the Champions League or in the league. Um, that you know, that's not where our frailties are going to show up. Um, the the set piece thing is, is 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 still an issue. I think we're just not a big side, and we don't have big monsters to train with, you know, and we don't do Pulis drills all week to get us. You know, or Mourinho drills to get us that kind of thing sorted out. So that that weakness, I think, will remain. Um, and, I mean, the Watford game were half asleep. You know, there's no doubt about it. We just weren't ready for that, uh, especially as they're one of the most physical sides in the in the league. Yeah, and they're all four. Yeah, yeah, uh, still quite mobile, which you know is very impressive from Silver. Um, mm, absolutely. But uh, but. Uh, I, I just want to say that first goal that Watford scored, I thought was actually a very, very good goal. You know, we everyone everywhere has just slated the defence, and yes, they could have been a bit more aware, but it, that was actually a very, very difficult goal to stop. Um, uh, the second one was a bit, a bit of a, a, a just defensive sort of numpty, bit empty-headed defensively. Everyone kind of chasing the ball, and then when Alden just watching the game go past him. Um, so and then an unfortunate error from Trent at the end of it, which hopefully is a good learning experience for him, and he won't whack against it against Watford, the team. Wasn't, it, uh, wasn't it Gomez? Yeah, Gomez came on, and he gave away a needless foul that turned into a corner. Well, that was at the end. That was the end. But the second goal was a real clusterfuck of mistakes from everybody. Um, uh, and then they gave a third goal. Started with Emery given the incredibly deft throw in a way, where. He, he, he he wins the ball. He turns away, and instead of looking up and pass the ball forward, he backheels it, and Moreno is just standing there looking at him. What are you doing? See, and it's these it's these players. I think I mentioned it earlier. Um, you take you take Lovren, Moreno, and Emre out of the side now. It's interesting because I mean Emre is obviously they they're all talented in different ways, but. Uh, I remember reading something, um, an article by Clive Woodward about how he built his World Cup winning team uh, in rugby. And basically, he would drop more talented players who kept making mistakes. Um, And the idea was that, you know, you end up with a team that never makes mistakes. And this was his idea, basically. And you kind of look at a lot of the goals we concede and you can almost point a finger at those players who are going to be involved in in some way at some point and um, it, it's something I think that, that Klopp's going to have to deal with in a sense yeah well uh, we got the Champions League money now so um, uh, roll on Kaita Van Dijk <laughs> Oh, well. I mean, one yeah. thing that we can do is use Emery in a more attacking role, for example. So, um, 
uh, you, you watched the game yesterday, and he he was absolutely fantastic as the as the most advanced player in uh, three in in midfield. So um, that that's certainly an option because then he's he's less likely to be in a position where he switches off and gets caught in possession or something like that 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 can cause an opportunity for the other team. Yeah, sounds all right. Um, okay, if you look at the four games, the rotation that we used, um, Clavin came in one game for Lovren, so Lovren played three, Mata played everything. Um, Gomez and Trent were heavily um, used um, to, to to supplement each other. Um, obviously, Robertson and Moreno. Uh, took over in midfield we've seen Milner start uh, we've seen Emery start we've seen Wijnaldum start all four and we've seen Henderson start all four so we did a bit of rotation there um, up front we saw Daniel Sturridge came in for one um, in, in favour of Mo Salah is that enough? would you have done more? would you have done less? Um, anything? Um, how do you look at things, Fess? Well, I think uh, with the current personnel at his disposal, Klopp has really done his best. Uh, no more, no less. I think he, he has done just what was needed at, at uh, every particular point. Uh, manage, managing the team the, the way he does, I think he's spot on so far. I mean, we are limited. We we do need better better squad depth. Uh, well, there's just one thing I'd like to point out. Uh, when people talk about squad depth, they, they usually uh, want I don't know some brilliant player to come in for for squad depth. I mean, you don't get that. Brilliant players want to play all the time. They don't want to be squad players. So. It's very difficult to, to find uh, real quality players and uh, ro rotate them in, in just the right measure. And I think with this personnel at his disposal, Klopp has really done well. And uh, hence the, the constant improvement game in, game out. I mean, uh, the Watford game was the first game we played. And it was our worst game, and the Hoffenheim last night was our last game so far, and it was by far our best game. Okay, so, let, 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 let me stop you there. The substitutes for the Palace game is Lloris Karius, Emre Chan, Mo Salah, Divock Origi, Dominic Solanke, Dejan Lovren, and John Flanagan. Is that really lacking any depth, seeing as we don't have... Lalana, we don't have uh, Coutinho, and we don't have Klein, which are three starters. Well, the point is, you can't you can't uh, observe uh, that particular problem uh, based on on that one particular game. Uh, games will come thick and fast. Players will get injured. There will be suspensions. There will be trouble. Yeah, we uh, are you, currently you won't having have three starters. We currently have, have three starters. That, that, that's the problem. But we currently have, but you have three assume. starters out. and You have if, to assume two, two, a couple of starters are injured. Two or three of them. 
around. You have to assume that. Yeah. You know, that's going to be, that's going to, that's not actually, that's not very abnormal. But it should, it should work well with a couple of them out. Yeah. So, and if, if you look at that, that bench, and okay, maybe just one game is just one example, but, um, not, not one of them you think, well, maybe he shouldn't be there. And that is with the three injured that we currently have injured. So, um, oh, yeah. Question mark over Flanagan, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like looking at the bench and thinking, oh, it's a shame that we don't have room for Woodburn and and Kent. Um, yeah. I, I think I'm probably more on Eric's side there. I think um, <laughs> I think the squad depth is a little bit better than we had maybe thought. One of the one of the things that's been interesting, I think, that was seen in preseason was that some of the youngsters really looked like they could step into the side and 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 do a very good job and um i think that's something we'll at least see in the cup games this year um but there there are there are actually some some of the players who last season were you know um uh you, you would think that these are going to be in the first team or whatever are now sort of being pushed out and so you look at someone like Sturridge and think, well, he he's not in your first team now. Um, Milner is another one. Um, Clavan, perhaps Emery, Ginny. You know that uh, if you bring Coutinho into that midfield now, someone's got to move out. So there's always good, there's going to be good players who are going to be sat on the bench, and um, I don't think we've had that for a long time. I, I can't remember having choices like that because you know even even when Rafa had his um his really good squad in 2009 it was still as soon as one player was injured we didn't have anyone to come in so um i i'm i'm quite happy with the squad depth i think one or two really good players coming in now would be absolutely lovely but um i, I don't think i don't think it's it's bad at the moment at all well, yeah, no, listen, I, 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 I never said it was bad. Uh, like I said, Klopp is doing a marvelous job with, with managing that squad, and uh, we can see no deficiency in that. But uh, just uh, a few minutes ago, you were, Eric was, was listing the games and, and the dates of the games, and, and the point was that, that they were coming thick and fast in, in that period and that's one aspect that you should put up against this one so yeah uh, it's not bad it's not bad it's far from being bad but like you said if we could add one or two players not not more than that it would be fantastic in, in what role though I mean Grujic played incredibly well in, in pre-season Scored goals, never looked out of place. Can't get, can't even get on the bench. So what? Well, obviously, obviously, we we are talking about uh, the centre back position. Then that would be absolutely. I think everybody will agree with you that Van Dijk um, is an absolute must to 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 take that next step. I'm a bit split on whether we go for a central midfielder or another winger. Um, 
it really depends what Klopp wants to do that where we use Coutinho to be honest because if he wants to rotate I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit worried that you know if he wants to rest say Salah he's he's still having to move Firmino wide um which is not his best position so we've got two wingers you could kind of class Coutinho as one of them but if we want him to play in midfield, do we also want him to be cover for the wing? Probably not. I would say um, that there's a there's a case to say that that's probably the next most important position to have a bit more strength. Depending well, on well, Miller, Miller can play that. Miller can provide a wide a wide role, can't he? What about Kent? And Kent, yeah. Kent is actually. Um... Reportedly, um, Klopp is still um, deciding whether he should go out on loan or not. Yeah, I believe half the Bundesliga wants Kent on loan. I don't know how much sense it makes to to send Kent out on loan and then sign a new backup winger. Well, if no. the backup winger is Julian Draxler, it makes sense. <laughs> You know, uh, there we come come to the point I made earlier. Uh, would Draxler come in to be a backup winger? No, no, obviously he I wouldn't. Don't, I don't think you need. I don't think you need a backup winger. Uh, you, you were just talking a minute ago about playing, you know, three games in a week or, or whatever. So, um, lots of game time. Yeah. Sorry. Lots of games. Yeah, lots of games. You, you. you I mean, he's already rested Salah. It doesn't look like at the moment with Coutinho out, we want to rest Mane because he's so, you know, he, he needs his his other big man in the team there. So you need to be able to rest players and it, you don't want to burn out the likes of Firmino and Mane. Um, so you bring someone else in. If you can get someone sort of similar quality to, to Salah again, you're not really talking about a a backup play. You're talking about rotation with with those three players. I think the Mares rumours were interesting. I thought in that sense. He he yeah he's another one who who would be absolutely perfect. I think. So I think I think there's been a lot of shuffling around of ideas for Klopp because he didn't get his his two two of his big targets. Um, you know there there are not clones of those guys of of Cater. Uh, that there aren't clones of those guys sitting out there waiting to be picked off the shelf. Uh, and Van Dijk's numbers, you know, particularly in his aerial prowess, they're unmatched across Europe. So it isn't easy to go and just get an alternative. So he can't, he's had to rethink the way to do things. And I think that's really partly why Moreno and Milner have been kind of uh, uh, brought in the way out. Milner's probably said, I don't want to play fullback anymore. So he's become an extra midfielder. Um, and he could play that that one of those number eight roles, uh, I'd rather have him there than than, than deeper. Um, and Moreno is being used um, because there's money that's got to go out to do other things. Um, so it feels like he's kind of had to reassess how he's going to solve these problems um, of, and what to buy. And so then, you know, there's also, also the Coutinho issue and Alana being injured for so long and potentially, you know, having several months of... of difficult recovery you know he has to do something about that in the market unless he's just thinking Milner is that replacement 
Um, so there's all sorts of interesting names coming up, like Mara's, you know, Seri was into that. And, yeah. uh, and now it's Renato Sanchez and Kovacic, who are both those running midfielders. Um, what do you think of those? Um, yeah, the Sanchez one was strange, because I thought he was only available to, for a loan with no purchase, option to purchase. Um, and then the... Uh, uh, Kovacic would be uh, really, really good. You know, it would be wonderful. But w- will Kovacic actually leave Real Madrid? I mean, it's a big decision to leave that club. I know they've got ridiculous amounts of players, Real Madrid. They've got Sevalos, and they've got Modric already in there. Um, yeah, but uh, you can imagine that Kovacic is probably okay not getting too many games, but just getting enough games to stay at Real Madrid. Because at least you win the league and, and play most likely a Champions League final. So yeah, you, you were I think that, on the Sanchez one, if he, I think on the Sanchez one, if he comes in, it's um, he's nineteen years old, and the midfield is probably the hardest. It's funny because it's probably in some areas that the place we complain most about, but also the hardest to get into because. We've got several really experienced and, and good midfielders. And as a 19-year-old, it's, it's difficult to come in and, and break into that. Um, the, but I do think that with... Um, and he was Kovacic, absolutely terrible against us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking that with Kovacic, he's, he's not... He's... the. the the glimmer of light day, if you like, is that he's not played that much football since he's gone to Madrid. So he might want to he might want to move. Um, the, the only slight doubt I have on that one is that sometimes these rumours come up because we were interested in him two years ago when he went to Madrid, and the press just put two and two together and say Liverpool were after Kaita. Kovacic has they were interested in Kovacic two years ago. He's not playing at Madrid, therefore Liverpool are bound to want to sign Kovacic. There's a story. I'm um, 100% certain that there's, there's a situation right now with Kovacic. And I I agree with Mantle that, that I, I can't see him wanting to move away from Madrid at this point, even though he's not playing, even though he's not uh, first choice in the starting 11. I think there's quite enough room for such, he's still a young player. That he will win trophies there. He will, like Eric said, play maybe a Champions League final and stuff like that. I can't see him moving just yet. No. Um, I, I looked him up earlier um, to look at his how many games and, and or how many goals and, and, and stuff. I thought he played at somewhere around twenty-seven games where he was involved for on average sixty-two minutes. That's decent, isn't it? That's very decent. Um, I think the link with us is more to do with the fact that Juve made this 75 million bid for him that was rejected. Um, And I think that we are just used as, well, let's drop in, uh, you know, let's drop in Liverpool because they're after Kaita. Kovacic is one of a midfielder that also likes to run. So, yeah, let's, let's go there. Um, I think the Re- yeah. Renato Sanchez has a bit more uh, to it because we were linked 
with him before in this in this window um, where it was said that we'd only take him on a full transfer because a loan would not make sense um, but maybe they've gotten something out of the Kaita camp saying yeah I'll join you next season don't worry I will choose you out of everybody who comes um, I'm not ready yet for Madrid and the rest well they're as good as you and I've already said I want to join you so screw that and that would be the only moment we can say okay let's let's take Sanchez for a year on loan to, to yeah, take I mean, that gap that Keita has yeah yeah go on there's no way that, I mean there's no way that they've been sitting around twiddling their thumbs all this time um, you know Edwards and Klopp you know they've obviously been working behind the scenes on what to do I think getting through the getting into the Champions League group stages was probably a big step for any targets looking at us I mean if they had August if they if the staff had decided August 1st right that's it we're not waiting any longer for our targets yeah well interesting week coming up um, window nearly closes so um, let's start buying Michael Edwards and on that um on that plea, on that outcry for like just one or two, just just one or two, just for fun. Um, thank you very much, guys, and uh, we will talk uh, most likely next week. Right? Cheers. See you.